the words we speak, I speak, and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. So today is our Harvest Festival, and I hope you all brought lots of stuff to add to our things. Um, and if you haven't, you can add them later. Uh, and I will talk about harvest in a moment, but I just want to do some uh, unscripted uh, comments about the first of today's reading from Genesis, because uh, it's an interesting reading. We keep thinking that, um, well, there's one understanding of the Bible, and, and for a long time people have kind of read what we read today, and, but I wonder how many of you have ever thought about Hagar and Ishmael and the rest of their story. There's this vast number of people in the world for whom this is the birth of their story. For Muslims, Ishmael is their ancestor. And so there were two sons, and Abraham Ibrahim, spent half his year with Ishmael and Hagar, and half his year with Isaac and Sarah. And so for them, this is, this is the parting of the way, but it's the beginning of the story for both Jews and Muslims. And I, I wonder how many of us have ever wondered what happened to Ishmael. And yet, for Muslims around the world, that is the beginning of their story. That is where they look back to. And so they would say Mecca is where Abraham would have spent his six months of the year with Ishmael. Uh, and... That's the beginning of their story. But this story is also interesting because uh, it also shows um, our cultural bias when we read this. So there's one of those cultural biases. We come from the Judeo-Christian tradition, and so we just kind of focus on Isaac, and we don't think about Ishmael, the other son who was sent off into the desert. Uh, But he was a son of of Abraham's. When feminist um, writers started writing... Uh, they uh, said, well, you know, we have Abraham and Sarah, so let's, let's spend some time thinking about Sarah. So there was a lot of writing around Sarah and her importance in the story and her role in the story. And most of those feminists were white. And when black feminists started to write, who did they focus on? They did not focus on Sarah. They said, there are two women in the story, Hagar and Sarah. And their focus was on Hagar and her role in that story. And so where we stand when we read the Bible influences what we read from that story. So for centuries, as people who stood on the Judo-Christian tradition, we have stood in that tradition and read that story as a story about Isaac and chopped off half the people who were involved, Hagar and Ishmael. And then when the white feminists came, they focused on the main woman, the predominant woman, Sarah. And when the black woman came and looked at the story, they said, well, actually there's another woman who is largely invisible, like us. And so they wrote about her. So it's an important story for all of those reasons. It reminds us to be careful about where we stand when we read the Bible and to know that there are other voices in there and other places that we can stand to hear those voices. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. Today is Harvest Festival, which I think some of us forgot about, but that's okay. And some people, after, well, halfway through our first aid course yesterday, came in here and laid out some things for us. 
So that's a good start. It seems odd having Harvest Festival for me now as one of the people that chose this date. Uh, this date was chosen not because of its great relevance to Harvest, but because it was after Easter and there wasn't anything else until uh, St George's Day. So there was a wee gap in our church year and we thought, well, if we're going to have a Harvest Festival, let's put it in that gap so we can kind of space out our festivals through the year. I actually found out, I went on picnz.co.nz, which is one of the websites that exists uh, for seasonal workers from overseas and New Zealand who want to know where to be at various points of the year to get the, the work that's available uh, picking. And April to August is the hot time for the Bay of Plenty. If you want seasonal work, this is the place you should be from April to August. So actually, it turns out, uh, for the Bay of Plenty, this is a good time to have a harvest festival. And while much of the picking is done for a lot of our fruit, um, which is avocado and kiwi fruit and Fijaz, not sure about the Fijaz, where they're up to yet, because I tend not to think of them as a food group, but a mistake. There are others in our house who think they're delicious, so... But um, the pack houses are still hard at work, so uh, in terms of the harvest, the harvest is continuing for us, and those who work in that industry will know much more about that than I do. But for us, who don't work in that industry, or people like me, who have a little veggie garden which at the moment has nothing in it at all, and the weather has not been conducive to even do very much in it, it seems odd to have a harvest now. And many of us don't have gardens, do we? Many of us have no veggie gardens and so there is no harvest and so all our food is just available all year round from the supermarkets and the shops and we get slightly outraged when my bags of baby spinach aren't there at the moment because, well, it's not the right time of the year. And I go, well, that's ridiculous. Somebody should be growing baby spinach somewhere, surely. So we lose sense of harvest and the importance of harvest. But here we are, Harvest Festival. So what does harvest mean for us? What does harvest festival mean for us? I invite you to turn around and talk to your neighbour. Very dangerous thing to do at 8 o'clock, I understand that. But talk to your neighbour for a few minutes about harvest festival. What does harvest festival mean for you? Some of you may have to move to talk to other people. So what did we think? What does Harvest Festival mean for us? Hmm? Sorry, there were too many answers. Thank you. 
quite right. Yep. That story of many churches in Aotearoa is exactly that, without the minister, but actually groups of people coming together and wanting to create something. The story of this church is exactly that. People in creating the area saying we want our church here and working hard and doing exactly as as you say. So we are the harvest of those people. So that's a good thing. What else? What else does harvest mean for you, Harvest Festival? Memories of childhood. Memories of childhood, so they yes. good memories, bad memories. Oh, yeah. Great. Wow, yep. Positive results with a lot of hard work. Yep, so your hard work? In the past? <laughs> In the past. In the past. So it is about, uh, for those of us who have gardened or do garden, it is the... It is the celebration of actually your harvest and being able to enjoy the fruits of your labour, even if you can no longer do that. Yep. I certainly, in my small garden, I can feel that. Our children have got more concept of where produce comes from, rather than some of them, I saw a program about English children who just didn't know that cannabis came down the ground. Right. They come from the supermarket. That's true. I wouldn't be because you, I think, there'd be a lot of children who would be equally ignorant. Um, our son and his wife are in Korea at the moment, and the thing that blows them away is there's no grass anywhere. If it's flat and you can grow things in it, you don't waste it with grass. There is produce in there, and they are growing food. They're so round, so I mean, they really know where food comes from. It's everywhere. Do you guys have some ideas? Oh, yes. Yep, so I'm going to make a comment about Matariki as well. So, so it's all of those things. Um, it's, it's about something we remember from our um, growing up and it anchors back to those good memories. It's about the celebration of um, the, the food and the hard labour that goes into that and uh, to acknowledge the people that have worked on that. Uh, and there's a big group of people, like there's the landowners and then there's... Uh, like the PIC-NZ group, there's all those seasonal workers that come in and work in the land and on the, in the pack houses, and there's all the support industries that go around that. And so um, Shane Max, for example, is part of that support industry. Uh, there's all the researchers, there, the people who do the sales, um, those markets overseas are hard work. Um, a couple that I married earlier this year uh, owned three or four companies trying to export avocados uh, and kiwi fruits to Australia and America, and constantly having to kind of grow those networks, as you guys talked about, um, is really it's hard work. But it's uh, and our export doesn't happen without it. And then there's all the people that just kind of transport the food around New Zealand and and the shops and all those kind of people. So there's a lot of people that we give thanks for today. And um, then there's the kind of wider harvest of. Uh, well, we might say God's work in the world and we are part of that and how that all happens through the networks of relationships, as you guys talked about, which start, which start small and then grow. And part of, uh, part of all of this is remembering that um, sometimes we can kind of think, well, this is the fruit of our labour, but in a church context, we remember that actually this is God's gift to us. This is God's generosity. Uh, and we are the receivers of God's generosity, and so we are invited to be as generous as God is to us. And so part of what all this is about is 
is to say this is us being as generous and, um, and remembering that there are many in our society who do not have access to as much as we do and so we acknowledge that and we seek to be as generous as, as God is and so all of this food will go to the food bank. Um, so that's part of our ongoing remembering of that. Uh, as Miki and others talked about over there, uh, th- around this time of year is also Matariki, the Māori New Year. So there's a bit of debate about whether it's now or next month, depending on which phase of the moon it's in. And uh, here it's because of the um, seven or nine stars which come up on the horizon. There's a bit of debate about that. Uh, but if you go to other places around Aotearoa, it's some other event in the sky because they can't see those seven or nine stars. Um, so it's one star or some other events. But around this time of year, it is Māori New Year. And here in Tauranga, that was the, the, the sign that the ground needed to be prepared for the Kumra crop. So... Uh, it wasn't so much about the harvest, but preparing the ground for the harvest. And so linking our harvest festival with Matariki reminds us that harvest just doesn't arrive. It comes because we prepare the ground. And it reminds us that this ground is, we need to take care of that ground. Uh, We can't keep just um, as we have at times in our past, growing and growing and growing and growing out of the same soil and expecting it to be able to produce that harvest. It, it needs to be cared for, it needs to be looked after, that in fact the earth is God's gift to us and we are to care for it. And I guess uh, at Harvest Festival we can pause and take note of how we still are not great at that. And the cost to the, to the land for our harvest, our uh, desire to grow things ever cheaper and ever uh, in larger quantities uh, and how the quest for that at times means that we don't take the long view and the, the land suffers because of it. And we try to grow things in places which are inappropriate for that uh, and on our planet uh, the amount of forest that has been chopped down to make room for nu- new farmland, which has all sorts of ecological effects, both in those places and globally through gro- global warming. We can also acknowledge that, again, for the, for the, in the quest for more produce of animals and animal products, that at times we have not cared for our animals, uh, and that some of our farming techniques at times are horrendous. Uh, and we, like we, are part of that because we are the ones who pay, we choose to pay the, 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 the smaller prices. Um, and, uh, and our brothers and sister animals pay the price of that, who live terrible lives in small cages and in, in confinement that we would just find reprehensible. And we also remember that, uh, that while many people come here to to work on our farms, not all those who employ them are good employers. Um, They are unscrupulous and um, there are those who would um, almost treat them like slave labour. And so 
we are not always good at acknowledging that and making sure that all who work on our land are well treated and, and paid properly. Harvest festivals can be dangerous and uncomfortable things if we let them. And I guess lastly we need to acknowledge that the cost of harvest sometimes is to the, to the earth and to our water supply. We live in a world where water will one day be the thing that triggers the, the, the large wars because the amount of water is finite and it is shrinking the drinkable water because we keep polluting it as if somehow it will clean itself. And so around the world, water is a huge issue. And there are many who would look at what we do in New Zealand and wonder at the recklessness we show towards our water supply and wonder how we can even possibly begin to do that. So we need to be mindful of all of these things, particularly in an era when we have the President of the United States once again saying global warming doesn't exist, this is not something we need to pay attention to, and trying to drag America back to the 1970s as if those were the good old days. And the consequences of that for our brothers and sisters in the Pacific, who are part of our church, are horrendous, as they reminded us last year at our General Synod. They are the ones at the moment paying the price, but our turn is coming. So today we celebrate our harvest. We celebrate them because harvest festivals are important traditions. They remind us of good things from our past. And we have an opportunity to give thanks for the harvest, the the harvest of our own uh, hard work, the harvest of our relationships. And we are reminded of God's generosity in the harvest and reminded of God's provision of this land and this planet. And harvest festivals provide an opportunity for us to hear again our responsibility to care for the planet, for this land, and for all who work on it. More than that, we are reminded to care for all who live in this land and in this world with the same compassion and generosity we experience in the harvest. In the harvest we meet Jesus. And we are reminded that there is an urgent need to not be satisfied with things as they are, but join in work in the work of finding new ways of living that honour this world and all who live on it.